I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yes, there it is. I you, Charlie. I was watching you. You weren't popping right up until the last minute. You're about to get the big boot, but you redeemed yourself. Good evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to night number three of the Fallout Bar. Uh, from the PDC World Championships. Um, a little bit of an indifferent day, boys, but boy, do we have a headline to talk about tonight. Charlie, your first show of the 16-day Bonanza. Um, good to see you, mate. Yeah, good to see you, lads, too. Um, I've been following the show um, for the last couple of nights, but obviously what a, what a day today. I've quite literally followed the darts all the way through the day, but I've been at uni, I've been watching it on the Sky Bet app. I literally, have, I've been trying to follow it in any way I can possibly, and it's been absolutely incredible. So some great games to talk about, and, you know, the the, the big moment, I missed it. Yeah, just, just, a, just a quick note, other bookmakers are available to watch live, including the one that is sponsoring the show, Boyle Sports, up in the corner. It's <laughs> <laughs> two in two nights, boys, well done. <laughs> Lee, mate, how are we? <laughs> Sorry, to the job I don't bet anymore. I thought I might have missed I'm very good. Uh, I was a bit bored from around eight half past eight, but Finn's done a bit lively very quickly, didn't they? So, uh, yeah, um, I'm very good. Thank you, mate. Are you good? Bored about half eight. Yeah, we'd only seen one game up until that point. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. It was not the fastest moving day of the week. It's 20. 20- to 11 at uh, 20 to midnight i can't even tell the time boys that's how long this week three weeks are gonna be um evening to everybody colin is in i don't know why i'm flashing lee's coming up but good evening to you as well buddy good evening brandon um what, what a point by jamie by the way a nine data and charlie's on the show surprise surprise yeah less of that had to Spoiler alert, nine had to if, if, if you haven't seen the fact there was a nine data today where on earth have you been and how on earth have you managed to stumble across this show without seeing the fact that Willie Borland hit a nine data tonight and we'll get into some detail as to why that's possibly the greatest world championship nine data if not the best nine data ever in the history of the PDC boys that, that's a nice little way to ease ourselves into the evening isn't it uh, we'll also bring you an update on our fantasy darts league obviously the PDC launched that earlier this week we're just waiting for the final game to upload and then we'll give you a quick hit um of our leaderboard and we'll also bring you our standard clips of interviews we've got three waiting for you and potentially a fourth from the final game um you know the drill by now folks we'll play you a little clip of whatever we've got for you throughout the show you can go and watch the full interviews um on our youtube channel after this show has finished um before you do that though please do Drop us a like on today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss us going live or uploading any of the interviews throughout the week. And comment below to get involved. As you see, we will flash up some of the comments on the screen. Um, boys, the order is, is going to be the same for all of this show. Yes, there's a big moment to talk about. We're going to spend so much time on it. Let's get the majority of the rest of the night out of the way. We're going to go in game order, um, starting with the afternoon session, which was Ryan Joyce against Roman Beneke. Um Lee, this one looked pretty much sewn up after the first two sets. Ryan Joyce was just doing enough. Roman Beneke wasn't quite showing what 
some people know he is capable of. Um, and then that flipped on its head. Uh, Roman Benneke started finding the treble, uh, putting a couple of big finishes. And we went all the way to a last leg, mate. How exciting was that? Yeah, he, he did flip it, but it was because he was given the opportunity by Ryan Joyce. Ryan Joyce will be disappointed not to let that wrapped up earlier enough and get that dame and move on ready looking to the second round. It was it was a it was a strange one really because like it says it was we were all uh we were chatting me you and Phil around it being all done and dusted and ready to move on to the next one and that changed very very quickly didn't it so the amount of times Phil has sent us a graphic to post on our social medias with a scoreline in as a set looks like it's about to wrap the match up and then somebody's come from two letters down and that set just gone now nah, make another one mate because that is not the way this scoreline is finishing it's absolutely ridiculous so far today um yeah it's just been a nightmare um charlie look ryan joyce former quarter finalist at the world championships is a player that is earning a lot of respect is relentless by name relentless by nature um not his best performance but he moves on and, and as i said in a tweet earlier on in, uh, later on in the night as well it's the world championship the w is far more important than a performance yeah, 100%. I mean, it'll probably be a little bit alarming that he's let the 2 0 lead slip because that 2 0 lead was so comfortable that I expected him just to get the job done and he'd be straight in the back room and that would be it. So, fair play to um, Benecki. I thought I was really impressed by him actually. And his, the fight that he put in, it was spirited and he actually probably deserved to win the game. But Ryan Joyce, at the right time, with the experience that he's got on the stage, <laughs> to take out the game as he did, he'll be delighted to get through. And, you know, games like that will teach him a lot of his game and, and not to get too complacent. Yeah, and that complacency is quite keyly because we've seen it from Willie O'Connor earlier in the week come out and say he'll never underestimate an opponent again. Scott Mitchell replied to that on Twitter saying a very easy mistake to make as if implying that he had done the same. And um, it looked like Ryan Joyce had potentially done that. Uh, the next game, one of the players was 2-0 up in that one. Considering the standard of darts about at the moment, there seems to be an awful lot of underestimating your opponent going on at the biggest tournament in the world, and it's only day number three. Yeah, and no. it's 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 happened. It seems to be a thing that we talk it's talked about every year um, that people underestimate. And to get to the World Championships, you've got to have done something well, or ninety ninety five percent of the field are in good form. It's obviously the odd one or two who can be dropping down the rankings or whatever and still sneaking. The majority of the field are in some good form or have played some good darts in the past couple of months to come through some sort of qualification. But we seem to find that a lot of players um, still then underestimate it or are already looking forward to their to their next game. And Ryan Joyce will need to step it up um, next time in what is a... The battle of double 16, I think, with him and Mervyn King. Whoever seems to find that will probably be the one who's victorious. The, the rest of the percentages, the rest of the storing won't really matter. It's who think double 16 the most will make it through into round three, I think. Yeah, and have you not backed a certain Mervyn King to, to go quite far in this tournament? After yeah, seeing I, that, I was I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I was fairly more confident when... Uh, when Joyce was going to throw it away, I thought, well, here we go. Just, oh, saying that, that's me then uh, underestimating someone who's done through there. But yeah, I have uh, already regrettably backed Merv to have a run to the semi-final. But it, it, it'll be better. I expect Ryan Joyce to step it up. And as much as Mervyn King hasn't got a great record at the Worlds, um, we know the, the the standard we expect from him. And if the both plays that standard, it'll be a very good round two day. Seems to be a Tom and Fiend this year. Round two, that has been yeah. very good. And we're literally about to have the same conversation over again for the second game of the afternoon because somebody went 2-0 up pretty comfortably, 3-1-3-1 instead of 3-0-3-1. Allows his opponent to come back in, wins the next two sets, gets over line in the final set. Keen Barry um, this time against Royden Lamb. I think a little bit frustrated at Royden Lamb's pace, perhaps. Keen Barry is... It's quite a speedster when he wants to be Royden Lamb is a little bit more methodical, to, to put it nicely. Um, it was difficult to watch at times, as has been a lot of the darts today, to be quite frank. It's not all been um, the styles make a game is, is, a, is a point very often put towards darts. And that was very evident in one of the matches tonight. The rest of the matches pretty much showed why that is a key into to making an enjoyable game. But 
yeah, Charlie Keane Barry getting over the line, which is a big win for the youngster at the World Championship. Yeah, huge win. And look, the wheels firmly fell off the bus after he'd gone two 0 up, and he missed darts. He missed plenty of darts at the double, but Roy Lamb just slowly brought him back in, and then at the end. I mean, I think, I don't know what leg it was in, I can't remember, but did Royden Lamb go for two double 16, I think? Yes, he did. I, I was thinking, what is going on here? And, you know, King Barry's been, you know, he's dodged a bullet there to get through. Um, you know, it's a big win for him. It's massive for him, really, just to get through that first victory. But um, there was a real potential that Royden Lamb could have caused an incredible uh, an upset and, you know, a comeback. But whether it's another player that's being complacent or not, I'm not too sure. But, you know, Keen Barry will be delighted to get through. Yeah, he will indeed. Um, Lee, I'd love to come to you, but we're pretty much going to repeat what we said about the first round. And we have a clip from Keen Barry to play for you for this one. So we're just going to ignore you for this game because why not? It's just that's, my yeah, show. Do what I want. Um, we're going to hear from <laughs> Keen Barry uh, in short. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, his full interview is available on our YouTube channel where you are watching right now. You guys can head over there once we finish the show or more likely in the morning because no doubt everybody will be off to bed pretty soon after this finishes. But here is Keen Barry in his post-match press conference. I just kind of have to get myself going. So I'm sorry, I felt a little bit flat, so I kind of needed to get myself going because I felt the game kind of slipping away from me and, and just trying to get myself kind of, kind of ready to... I don't know. It, it's it's odd for me. I don't normally do it. I don't like doing it. It's kind of it's not me as a person. I don't I don't really kind of like giving it loads. But when I have to, of course, I will try to get myself going. Last is sponsored by Polos as well. I think that was a ring light, but it just looked like a polo in the top corner, didn't it? Uh, on to game number three and one of the most one-sided affairs. Well, I say that was. He won a leg in every set, but it was still one-way traffic for the Russian Boris Koltsov over Jermaine Watamena, finishing with a slightly lower average than his opponent, but winning 3-0 in sets, Yeah, it was... Uh, I love big bad Boris. Um, there's there's not many people in the UK at the moment can say, oh, I love Boris, but uh, <laughs> there's one I certainly love. Um, it, it was good to see. There was, obviously, there was bits of it, the getting the crowd going, and all that sort of stuff, it, it can be looked at in different ways because for me, I don't know if you should be doing it in between your free darts. That's probably where I question it a little bit. If you're doing it, you know, before you throw or afterwards and leaving it to be done, if you're, you've thrown two darts and then you're stopping and turning around and leaving it to the uh, be done and such. And a lot of the time, I know we did it once and then went up to the board and it had one and I thought, well, sort of backfired. But there is a lot of uh, Boris that's very enjoyable to watch. What I mean, I, when we were speaking about it last night when we was looking forward to this one, is that he just hasn't been in any type of form that I'm not sure if anyone did pick him, but no one picked him with any much than Vincent because we haven't seen the Watermina that we've seen previously. So it was good to see Boris that he's his first first round win. I think he's won a prelim before. Good to see him that his first round win and hopefully he can up that average. Uh I know it was around the ninety mark, I think, which was his highest yeah, on that stand. Yeah, if it's an if it's an up that as well by a few points <laughs> down into the next round, we might see an even better um game. But overall, it it done it done well to like says wrap it up three 0 and it, it looked very convincing. Yeah, shades of that Dave Pallet Euro tour when he hits both the first two trebles for the one seventy, gives it the bigger and then lays up for the eighteen. The crowd will love it. Um, <laughs> Charlie, a word on Jermaine Watamena. It has not been a good season for the machine gun. He has been on a bit of a decline now for a while, and this result just pretty much cements that he is in no form at all and needs to do something drastic to turn that around in 2022. It's hard. I, I don't really like watching Jermaine what I mean to be honest, because I think there's something. Uh, I think there's something going on inside that's that he's just struggling with. He never comes across to me as he's, he's a confident player and he always looks like he's very reserved in what he's doing. So when I saw him come out and he was giving it the big uns, there was a bit of a celebration, there was a bit of, you know, he's giving it to the crowd. I thought, have we seen a different Jermaine Watamina? And then he started to throw and it just, it fell apart for him. And you could see the way that he hit the handrail as he walked off. He was, he was really not happy at all. He's, he's in a decline and it could get even worse for him. He's just not. He's, the consistency isn't there. And, you know, Boris did a job over him um, this afternoon, but it, was, it, was, it wasn't nice to see at all. Now, it wasn't nice to see for Jermaine, but it was entertaining to watch Boris Koltsov. And now it would probably be just as entertaining to hear from the Viking. This is Boris Koltsov. It's unbelievable. Before, before, yeah, true. You never see me like this. Yeah, that's why. That's why. I... 
it's unbelievable. Before, before, yeah, true. You never see me like this. Yeah, that's why. That's why I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the, the two months before this World Championship, and I think, Boris, you are good. Just go up on the stage and show everyone how is your game and how is your, how you prefer before before this tournament. And that's what I show today. I just throw my darts, I hit everything, and all the people like with me, and I turn around. And that's why I want to put all the crown up because I say, hey guys, I don't hear you. I, that's what I want to do. I want to enjoy because. <laughs> when I go, when I come here uh, in the morning, uh, one of the PDC officials tell me like, uh, we work for this tournament all the year, and now you need to show you what you do all the year. If you want to do something, just do it. Something, just just do it now, not before, not tomorrow. Just do it now. Just show it now. That's what I do on the stage. <laughs> That's what I do. That is what it is. That's what I tell you. That is what it is. I win today. Maybe tomorrow he win me in one local tournament, bar tournament, and play a championship next year. He can win me. He can. He's a good player. That's what I mean. But today I'm a better. That's what I do. Quite possibly the most sinister it is what it is i've ever <laughs> i just love the russian accent uh, but couldn't help but smile all the way through that boris colts are visibly quite happy with the fact he is into round number two onto the final game of the afternoon session boys and there's a comment i'm gonna have to flash up on screen um when I made that comment, Christoph Ratarski was having a bloody good season on television. Apparently, I'm never allowed to forget that. I've, I've made a statement about it on Twitter. We can all move on. Um, yeah, it was not great from a Polish eagle today, Charlie. He is defeated 3-1 by Steve Lennon. Yeah, and Steve Lennon that missed, you know, there's a lot of doubles that he missed. He had fought 9 out of 40. So it shows how many, how how big a difference there was between the two players. And I expected Christopher Tyson. He was two 0 down in the first set. We got back to two all. I thought maybe he's got a chance of nicking this, and that would be massive. But he was getting frustrated with himself. It then started to click, and then he lost the leg. So for him, I was so certain that this that he would win today. That was my dead cert game of the afternoon session. I thought that's going to happen. It's a given. And I was so surprised that he he didn't get through. But fair play to Steve Lennon. You know he's not been at his best. Um, recently, but yeah, Scuba Steve, he's he's the man, isn't he? Got the job done. And, uh, just to rub, rub it in there, God, for you. The most terrible nickname in the world. <laughs> it is truly dreadful. Um, Lee, touch on a, something Charlie said there about being 2-0 down in the first set, allowed to get back to all. Didn't pinch it, but I was having conversations with people at the time that suggested that Steve Lennon needed to keep the pressure on Christopher Ratajski and allowing him two legs to settle in that first set was a big mistake for him. Ratajski then responds with a set where he averages about 110, I think it was, in the second set, blows him away. And at that point, you're thinking, well, the Polish Eagles back. Job's done for a man who has been incredibly consistent on TV this year, making that match play semi-final earlier in the year, steadily building on the results that he's been producing in the last couple of years. Okay, no uh, Euro Tour this year, finally picked up a pro tour at the very last opportunity. That was quite flat for the Polish Eagle. The stats make it look like he's had an okay game, but because that second set was so high, the 110, his average is three points higher than Steve Lennon, but for the large part, he was absolutely nowhere near in the scoring phase and allowed opportunities for Steve Lennon couldn't buy a double. Yeah, well, I'm with you in regards to consistency on TV. If you take sort of it back previous year and then merge that into all of this game, that sort of sums up Ratajski of 2019 sort of very inconsistent and we saw that today we saw levels of brilliance and then we saw him drop off fair play to uh steve lennon for the, the story in the true or somewhere he's around the 110 average for steve lennon throughout the day and for first nine darts that gave him then plenty of opportunities which he needed and um, we've spoke about ryan joyce and mervyn Tins. that's who steve lennon will play and he won't be afforded them that many opportunities next time and it does open up a, a nice 
draw for Mervyn, Just saying it now. <laughs> You've <brought> it. <laughs> You've gone early and you've gone big, but we'll wait and see what goes on with that one. We're not going to play a clip from that one as we did hear from Steve Lennon yesterday, but as I said, that is in full on our YouTube channel. On to the, after, the evening session, boys, and I feel like I've aged about six million years after this one. Uh, the first game took a while. Joe Mernon against Paul Lim. Both players averaging less than 80. Uh, Joe Mernon getting over the line 3-2, uh, 3-1 in that final set. This was the definition of an absolute slog, Charlie. Anyone who's not watched darts, I would not have encouraged them to watch that game. Um, I was I went out for tea tonight and I managed to get away a couple of times to have a look at the scores and the game was still going on every time I went. I was thinking, what is going <laughs> no, on? The internet's broken. The internet's broken. Well, it's I was thinking, this has got to be done now. And it kept going on. Um, but a shame that Paul Lim didn't get through because I really wanted him to. And, and, ju- and just to confirm, on the evening, on, on now, Charlie told me this, Charlie was checking Boyle Sports for the updates throughout, wasn't he, Charlie? I was checking Boyle Sport all Good the way man. through. Paul him absolute legend. We're going to see him in February at the Circus Tavern. I'm not being funny. Over over five sets like that, an 80 average, it's not the prettiest of performances, but actually that will be pretty competitive come February. I think there are there is plenty. There are certainly some players in that tournament that I'm not expecting to to have taken it as seriously as perhaps we were hoping. Um, there are some players that definitely are the likes of. Um, Kevin Burness, etc., that have been playing in the live league 100%. Paul Lim looks competitive. Phil Taylor's going to be there to try and defend yeah. his title. But after hearing from Peter Manley last week, not expecting a great deal from him. Bob Anderson earlier in the week was saying that he was debating not even accepting the invite. He's a little bit older than the majority of the field as well. Paul Lim, if he performs like that, has got the stamina and is still playing probably more regular competitive darts than a lot of the field. Is him with a good shout, mate? Yeah, and... and- Making some notes there, and he started the first lead with a 118 and 118. And I thought we were actually in for a, a good day. Uh, I backed him yesterday to that one and that the result, but to be honest, done the end of the day, it was a bit of a flip of a time. And maybe just Mernon being a bit young there, it seemed to pull in dot worse as the day went on. But going into the seniors, we are going to see a bit of a mixture of the people who are putting in time. Like Thief Della seems to be putting something on social media every day about the hours of practice he's putting in, and I know he's been. Practicing with Ryan Meatall. There's a mixture of players across everywhere, and you've got Tyler saying he's not done as well. I hope much. you don't play at the same pace as Meatall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. Especially yeah, we'll you... practice sessions, but they've only played five legs. Especially if he draws Paul in, um, <laughs> then we might be a bit long. But yeah, he's, he's in a good position, and whatever happened today, it was gonna it was gonna help Paul in then prepare ready for the seniors. Obviously, if he could have got the win, it'd have been better for him, but. There was no real expectation for Paul Lim to have a deep run in this competition, uh, but it's always good to see him on stage, even if it was a lot longer than what we expected. <laughs> he certainly earned uh, his airfare, hasn't he? Like yeah. he's got he's got enough out of it for his one yeah. appearance of the year. Um, Charlie, a very very quick word on Joe Murder. Not the most impressive performance from him. We know he's got a bit more in his locker. Obviously, he's won a pro tour a few years back. Now made that match play. Uh, without being a tour card holder. A little bit of an indifferent season, but as we said earlier, most important things to win. Yeah, I mean, early season for me, he could probably look at that and think, oh, um, I've got I've got to change something up here. But it's the World Championships. It doesn't matter how you get your win. It, it probably was up there a lot, much longer than he wanted, much more than probably we wanted to see it as well. But he's got the win. He's through to the next <laughs> round. It's, it's huge for him. Um, and he'll have known that you know Paul Lim is a seasoned campaigner, so he'll know exactly what he's about. Um, but yeah, as as we mentioned at the top of the show, the win is the is the most important thing. Jamie says, "Was that the longest best of five ever, time wise? If it wasn't, I dread to think what beat it. Maybe <laughs> Tony, maybe Tony Fleet the, the video. Yeah, when you when you think about what time we've come on air, you've had two three nils this evening, and you've had yeah, shoot the other dame has done five. However, at the fastest pace you could have probably picked, unless you put Danny Labour yeah. and Ricky Evans together, would probably be the only two people who's been beat on for pace at stages tonight. So yeah, it sums it up how long that dame took. Hundred percent. Rose says, "Gosh, Paul Lim is going to be just down the road from me at the Circus Tavern." As am I, Rose. Don't see you getting excited about that. We're going to be there covering it as a team. Oh, Lee, we're sharing a hotel, for Christ's sake. 
we're uh, sharing a hotel room. I was, we're not sharing the whole hotel, just the room. <laughs> we are. Can I be we the little <laughs> We'll switch. We'll switch with our what four nights. We'll switch. Sharing is caring. <laughs> um, on to the next game, boys, and this is the absolute savior of the day. The best game in the tournament so far, and if anything beats this moving forward, fair bloody play. We're in for an absolute belter of a game and of course spoiler alert you must have seen it by now if not it's absolutely everywhere that clip has wrapped up nearly a million views across all of social media so far plus the people that watched it live willie borland with the most fantastic nine data to win the match in a deciding leg when there is no tiebreaker in the fifth set is absolutely unbelievable the young scottish lad was it's just ridiculous. It's the most fantastic moment, absolutely all over the place. Limbs all over, a celebration to rival Dean Wynn Stanley's, the outpouring of emotion, the crowd turning from Scotland get battered everywhere they go to screaming their heads off within the space of three milliseconds, it felt like. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it anymore, Charlie, but what a match and um, what a way for it to end. That game will go down on Sky Sports Darts Gold for years to come. That was, I'm so jealous for anybody that was there tonight. That is, I have, in, I have two friends in the building. Absolutely incredible. I, I thought Fallon Sherrod, the 170, couldn't have got any better than that. That was unbelievable. <laughs> that, oh, and you know, the, the, just having fans, imagine if that happened without any fans there. Just imagine that. It, it's just the, the atmosphere is incredible. Imagine if Willie's was last year and James Wade's was this year. What a contrast that would have I mean, been. Yeah. Wade I, mean, just... I think, I think Willie's celebration would have still been the same if there was no one there. It was just right. He just heard <laughs> it <laughs> echoing. He'd have made that much noise screaming. It would just bounce back at him off the walls. Yeah, but look, for Bradley Brooks, you can't do much more than that, can you, really? You, you, that, you, you literally got to hold your hands up and say, well... There you go. <laughs> so what what a game. And yeah, that was absolutely incredible. You do indeed. And, and holding your hands up is something I'm about to do, Lee. It doesn't happen very often. But last night I suggested that the fight from Bradley Brooks perhaps wouldn't yeah. be there because he was in a, a not even a win-win. Losing the match long term for his career could be more beneficial to him. And I thought that meant that perhaps that in those moments when you really had to dig deep, the fight might not be there for what's his name? Bradley Brooks. <laughs> Just gone absolutely blank. But couldn't be more wrong. That opening set, 112 average. The action has never looked smoother. It did start to break down a little bit after the second set. Um, you started seeing him moving a little bit more, pushing a few more darts. And that is pressure. That is tension. And that shows you just how much that meant to Bradley Brooks, had the 148 from Willie Borland, which was absolutely superb, and a 130 earlier in the match. Bradley Brooks just won over 134, the treble 17, treble 17, double 16. Unbelievable stones from Bradley Brooks. I just literally have run out of superlatives for this match. But back to the point, Bradley Brooks, the fight and commitment he put into a match that actually winning would possibly be a little bit detrimental to him long term was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, check out your miss there it was the 112 two darts thrown sm uh, smack a wasp out the way and then come back and it double 16 in the final set there was just there was a lot of it in there in bradley brooks there's been obviously since he when he was youth champion there was then questions asked about him because we'd seen him a couple of times not performing to the level and then coming into today's game he was in a bit of a no-lose situation obviously regarding the tour card but yeah i know you questioned it yesterday but i think um, the first lead, he sort of <laughs> shut you up in that sense to say, you know, here, I'm here to play, I'm here to win, I want to push on and do as hard as I can. The, obviously, the, the talking point is the nine data, but I think uh, Webby afterwards said, even if you take away that last lead, it was a brilliant game of darts. It was oh. one we want to watch over and over again. However, that last lead finished, it was going to be looked at as one of the, the better first-round games we're probably going to have this week. To have then the nine darts at the end of it will probably make it the best one we've had. Um, but it was going to be in that mid anyway. Fair play to both players for that. The, the lad, I feel sorry for the most, was one who didn't even play. Nathan Rafter, you'd stop. Willie Morgan's friend, yeah. stable mate, 
sat there watching his friend hit one of the most magical nine darters in PDC World Championship history, sending you to Q school in doing so because it meant Bradley Brooks got his two-year card finishing top of the PDC Development Tour Order of Merit in the UK, didn't make it into the top 64, retaining his tour card status that way, which would have been passed on to second place, Nathan Rafferty, um, an intriguing subplot all the way. Um, back to the match, though, Charlie, touched on it a little bit earlier about how styles make matches. And these two are just two of an absolute handful of players that play the game quickly. They can count. They can move around the board. They've got the celebrations. They've, they've literally got everything about them. And these two have showcased that Darts is in a very, very good place moving forward. But we've already seen the likes of Luke Humphreys, Dimitri van der Berg, Dirk van Dijvenboden make that move. Off the development tour, we're seeing the RJRs really improve this year. Martin Schindler's yet to play. Then you look even lower. You've got Luke Litzler and Leighton Bennett coming through the JDC tour. Henry Copes as well. It's just darts is in a very, very, very good place. And in a, a time when we're talking about manufacturing scenarios and putting players left, right and centre for entertainment purposes, that tonight just backs up what I've been saying for a long time now, that don't need to make them situations because they're just going to evolve naturally. Yeah, the future's bright. You know, the future's really bright. And, you know, but neither player deserved to go out tonight. It was, they both played exceptional darts. And, and you know, you're always going to get a loser. So that, that's the way it is. But the players that are coming through at the moment um, are really impressing me. And it's just the maturity that they're playing at. I mean, last night we saw Schmoltz, <laughs> the young German, playing on the World Championship stage at the age that he is, is, is incredible. Um, I'm a big fan of fast paced darts. Uh, and that the way that they can count, they're mature, the celebrations are there. It's just good entertainment for everyone to watch, but it's also players that have come through the system and, and you know, sort of showing how strong the system actually is. So the future's bright for darts, and, you know, these two are going to, I'm sure, be, be battling out again in the future and, and for years to come. Completely agree. Obviously, we do have a clip of Willie Borden for you today. It'd be literally impossible not to given that moment. So this is Willie Borland in his post-match press conference. No, definitely. As I said, um, that would be great as well. But um, nine darters don't keep your tour card. So you need to be continuing. And obviously, I want to go as far as I can in the competition. Uh, I knew, I knew that, uh, going into the game that obviously me and Nathan are very good friends. And obviously, I've seen the, I seen the interview that he done at the online league. Now, as I said, um, obviously, he was in the right the right frame of mind, you know what I mean? Like, he wanted me to get beat, which is fair enough. I'm not going to fault him for that, you know what I mean? But uh, I'm not going to apologise either. <laughs> no, but um, as I said, like Nathan's, like, Nathan's good enough to go to Q School and get a card, so I wish him all the best for that. And then now uh, it's just like the next round for myself on Wednesday. I'll pick up that live lounge league name dropper as well cheers we really appreciate that one um willie ball and there talking about his friendship with nathan rafferty what a game that now sets up for willie ball and events ryan sold if you can come into that game with lord says even if you take away the nine with that performance that we saw throughout that game events ryan sold we could be in for uh another ali pali classic especially as charlie's saying there when we're talking about the pace Neither of them are going to slow down. Are they right. going to be similar pace, soon? actually. Similar style in that yeah. one. They're both yeah. quite carefree with their actions. It's both quite open. And it's a little bit like Jermaine Watamena to an extent. There's just up, down, no messing around. Bradley Brooks obviously has his set in motion, so he still plays at decent pace. But those two are very, very similar actions. Indeed. On to the... Oh, quick. <laughs> I said I had two friends in the venue. One of them sent me a picture of a slip. They had a 66-1 to bet on a 9 dart during that match and put £10 on it. Never rains, it pours, does it? Never rains, it pours. Someone's going to be able to afford two or three drinks in London. And hopefully a new outfit, because they were dressed as crayons. (laughs) 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 Plenty of fancy dress back at the Ali Pali as well. On to the final game of the night, and the player that uh, another one, my former university teammate was there supporting, Ryan Meekle, because they played Youth County Darts together. Um, but it was not to be for the barber. Um, pretty impressive at the Players' Championships. Uh, good result for him uh, already in this tournament. But not to be against Peter Wright, who did return with the gold match play darts. 
Um, tinkered a little bit with the setup. Wasn't his most impressive, a 92 average. But Peter Wright is into the tournament now, can go away, have his Christmas, come back, and then really get his teeth into the tournament league. Yeah, are we just missing out the Smith match? <sighs> Was it that... We'll, we'll come back to that one. I can see PB in the background, so I was like, I've got a rush to try and get through right in the hope that we're going to get right, which is uploading right now. We'll do that one, then we'll come back to the Smith game. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, it, it was just sort of job done for Peter Wright. You know, when I've been sort of, we talked about a lot about football dames in, in, when big teams see a job through to a professional job. I think that's probably the way of summing up what Peter Wright done tonight. There was just enough to. to sort of get the job done with no real pressure on him. Regarding the darts, it's just a, a conversation that we're always going to have, but there's no surprise what he thumbs out with or what he's going to potentially change to next time he thumbs around. I was a bit underwhelmed with the outfit. I wanted a bit more colour from him. Yeah, However, that's the reason I'm underwhelmed is because he set a pretty high target last year, didn't he? So... That's why I was a little bit underwhelmed uh, outfit-wise. But, um, yeah, he'd, he'd done the job. That He just, Lord says, he didn't really have much against him. Um, and I don't want to knock Ryan Meathall too much, but he didn't seem to have that much against him to do it. What would have been special from Peter Rice was what a way that could have been to end the night if he could have just taken out that ball for a 170 to finish it off. That would have been special. He wasn't a million miles away, but overall, just job done, and it'll move on, and I'm sure it will get better after Christmas. Yeah, Charlie. Look, we we mentioned the darts because that's what we do when Peter Wright's playing. He did keep the same set of darts virtually all the way through the Players Championship and won it. He's returned with the same set of barrels, which won him the match play as well. Not the best performance, but it wasn't the best performance at the Players Championship, and he walked away 100 grand better off and the winner. Now he has another week to go home, get ready, and go again in a tournament that he's defending an awful lot of money in. Yeah, definitely. And um, look for, for Peter Wright. I think he, he, as Lee mentioned, it was a it was a professional job for him tonight. And yeah, when he sticks to to the the same darts or the same barrels, he, he seems to just be consistent in the way that he's doing it. Um, Ryan Meikle was was hard to watch tonight. If I'm honest with you, that first dart takes an age. I was at the time that we were coming on. I was thinking we're not going to get on here till ages here. He's throwing so slow. I thought you were going to say you still out for your meal. I was going to say, "Hey, what you had tonight, Charlie?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got back and I was thinking he'll race through this. Done. And then that first throw took ages. You're joking, but yeah, it, Peter Wright got the job done, and I expect him to improve in, the, in as the tournament goes on. But it's nice for him; he gets a couple of weeks off now over Christmas, spend that with his family, and then he'll come back refreshed and hopefully with the, with the same darts that he's comfortable of using that he's had success with. Yeah, it is a bit of a risk for a seed playing this early because they do have that opportunity to break up any momentum they might build. But obviously, returning after Christmas now, they get to play with a bit more consecutively. Jobs done, and they're into that second half of the tournament, if you like. This is almost like a qualifier for them. Um, let's hear from Peter, right? Then we'll go back to the game I've forgotten. Then we have eight more games to look ahead to tomorrow, and it is already quarter past midnight because of how late we started tonight. Um, here is Peter Wright in his post-match press conference. Even though I should... I don't know, it takes me a little while to get into the tournament. So, uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't settled at all. Oh yeah, I've already got my little mini one here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I'll win it. You, you ain't got to play well until January third, and that's 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 all that matters. Uh, as long as you keep winning, winning your games, you know, it doesn't matter if you scrape through or you're lucky or whatever. As long as you keep winning, it doesn't matter. Perfect attitude for a world championship. Nobody remembers how you do it. Unless you win it in a nine data, Willie Ballen. But they do remember your name on that Sid Waddell trophy. Uh, back then to the game that I missed. And to be honest, not really missing much. If we were to have skipped over it, Ross Smith with a comfortable 3-0 victory over Jeff Smith. Only dropping three legs in the process. Um, Jeff Smith a little bit off the pace. Um, obviously went and qualified for this event after already being in it by playing in New York because it also guaranteed him qualification for 
a World Series event coming up, which can obviously put him into a different part, more difficult draw, which is, which is perhaps a PDC issue, not his. Um, but ultimately, it looks to have cost him because that was a tough fixture coming in. Ross Smith been very, very consistent this year. Not at his best, but job done, Lee. Yeah, it's quite similar to Esther Peter, right? In the sense of he didn't have much up against him, but um, he, he got the job done. There was no point throughout that time where you felt like he didn't have it under control. Um, so it was sort of job done for Ross Smith. For, for Jeff Smith, it was very, very disappointing. Um, I'm sure last year in the opening night, he lost to Team Barry, I want to say. Um, the one night with fans in, um, if memory serves me well. Were yeah, I well, know, that's why I'm thinking it was. <laughs> but I'm sure on that night as well, it was very underwhelming. And unfortunately, it, it does happen to Jeff Smith, because he's probably the person in the world who's done more COVID testing because of how much dedication he's put in, travelling to all these events and... It's a shame that when it's come to the main one, we just haven't seen that level of performance and it, it was the same at end tonight. Um, but fair play to Ross Smith. Obviously, for, for us guys, we want to see him go as far as possible because he's got the online darts logo on his... Uh, yeah, that one that Dob showing off. He's got that one on his uh, sleeve. And also, him and Peter Wright are two of my uh, <coughs> fantasy picks. So, good to see him get through, even if they didn't score as many 180s or... Hit the nine data that Mr. Borland did. It's almost like we promised an online darts league fantasy update this <laughs> evening. Um, let me work out how to do it and put it up on the screen. It will be this one. There is our online darts fantasy league. Charlie, is that you in fourth? How have you managed that? Joint, joint frame. Like, oh, we've got someone competing. Current <laughs> Alex Nelson, one four oh three. They've got Peter Wright um, as captain, so twelve points for them. Gerwin Price. They've lost Christopher Tyson, and they've lost Scott Mitchell, uh, Willie O'Connor, and that can't be right. I don't know. I've, I don't know. I've wangled that to be honest, mate. I really don't know. That maybe well, that was my team we were looking at. Uh, going Price is captain for twenty-four points, and they got Ryan Joyce, Ross Smith. They've lost Danny Lowby. They've still got Fa uh, Rob Cross, Ryan Sell, and Fallon Sherrick to play as well as number one. Let's take a quick look at your team then, Charlie. See what you've got for us. Your big two have already played. Peter Wright with the six points. Going Price captain for twenty-four. Ratajski is out. He has lost a point. Ten points to Ross Smith, despite that not actually being the best performance from him. And he will play again in this game week. Um, and you've still got Labanowskis, Van Barneveld and Alan Suter and Rob Cross to play, who, from memory, three of them have got pretty nice draws. Charlie Hopper, you could be top after game week one if you carry on this form. A quick look at Jack Richardson. He's on 43. Alex Curry. Anyone in the chat room? Let's see if we can see any of you there. Also, anyone in the chat room? Anyone add Willy Borland? <laughs> you should be up there if you have. Does that nine dollars get you 15 points? But anyone that missed the Borland? I haven't seen him in any of the top five. I haven't. However, if he's the only pick, which he might be to some players, he might. he's only 15 points, obviously. Let's have a look at the overall league and see what's going on. Big Mick is currently the worldwide leader because oh. he has Willy Borland. He has Gerwin Price captain, Daryl Gurney, Steve Lennon with 18 points, back-to-back -back wins in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, he's lost Ricky Evans, but he picked him up 12 points on the way. Willie Borland, 11. He still has Stephen Bunting, Michael Van Gerwen and Raymond Van Barneveld to play in game week one as well. And that is enough of that one. We will come back to that later on in the week. Uh, make sure you're keeping an eye on your teams, folks. Um, let's have a look ahead to tomorrow. Quick, Jamie says, what were the odds on Big Willie's nine data beforehand? I'm not sure on him individually. I know it was 66 to one for one in that match, um, which is pretty spectacular. Uh, Maliki has NVG's captain. Um, Jamie, I think you can still join the league. Um, the code will be on our social media. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if your points will count from the moment you join the league, though, so you will be a little bit hampered. But I presume if they've rolled it out now, it's going to be at all of their major events. So um, keep an eye on that one. And we will no doubt keep 
putting this up as a feature if people want to get involved. Um, on to tomorrow then, boys. Let's race through the eight games that we have in store, starting in game order in the afternoon session. Jamie Hughes taking on the father of the father-son combination, Raymond Smith, in the opener. Um, Charlie, you know what's coming now. Prediction time, please. Yeah, I think Jamie Hughes will win this game um, and, and you know, get it get over. I think he wins 3-1. Um, I think he's just got the experience. You know, he's, he's ranked 41st in the world, so he, he's got the experience on the stage. Um, and I think he will get the job done. Um, I think 3-1 to kickstart the Saturday um, at the Palace. Lee, on to you. Some of you guys want to figure out in the chat room as well. Don't forget, flat, uh, put us your predictions and we'll flash them and them up on screen for you. I've, I've just not been convinced with Yaza this year and obviously the injury impact. I've been seeing coming through it, um, but I'm going to doubt it will do all five and that Yaza will come through it, but it'll come through it three to... Obviously, just down the road from me, so I will be back in Jamie Hughes, hopefully, Dad says. But I just think it'll be more strappy than what we've seen from him before. So, 3 2 Jamie Hughes. Um, I too am going to go Hughes. I think the experience just gets him over the line. I think wrong. Raymond Smith has, has been around a long time, um, has, has been here before, I'm pretty sure. A player on the DPA tour, um, but much like today. Don't expect this one to be the most aesthetically pleasing. Jamie Hughes is very methodical. I'm pretty sure Raymond Smith is no spring chicken and, and that much of a speedster himself. Um, there is a reason this one is on first. On to game number two and coming to you firstly, uh, multiple watcher of the show, Callum Rids up against Yuki Yamada. I don't see any trouble for Callum Rids here. No, neither do I. I think he'll get it done within about... 11 leads maybe, and they'll get it won 3-0. Um, hopefully, those a little bit more. However, he wins it in three because I've got Callum Rids in my team as we've just been diving through some of them. So, if we could fire in a few 180s and a few big jet-outs for me. But I don't see Callum Rids coming through with um, <coughs> fairly easy. Um, but hopefully, not just the result, but hopefully we'll see a performance because he's one everyone likes to see on that stage, especially when he's in uh, for himself, Ridge three 0 for me. Yeah, Charlie for you. Yeah, pretty much the same. I, I expect Ridge just to have too much. Um, his scoring and his his finishing will will take him through the game. I expect him to come through three 0 and and get the job done pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think I'm going. Some this is this isn't us being disrespectful to to Yuki Yamada. We we've seen. Some of the players that Japan have produced over the years turn up and, and produce on this stage. Sega Asada, Edward Folks. Um, but I just think Callum Ritz, when you win a pro tour in a year and you're carrying the form and the confidence that Callum is, I expect him to win this game. I'm pretty comfortable. So I yeah. too, I'm going for 3 0. On to the next one, boys. And if Mark Decker produces the form that got him to qualify for the Grand Slam, this could be a real battle. If he produces the form that he produced at the Grand Slam, it will be pretty much one way traffic, Charlie. It will, yeah. He was pretty woeful at the Grand Slam, wasn't he? Um, bit hit and miss. I expect Darius to to get through. I'm hoping he gets through and, and um, he can put a couple of big checkouts and 180s to get me a couple of extra points. Um, but, you know, the experience that he's got, I, I, I don't see him having an issue. Um, but I think he'll win 3-1. I think Mike Ledecker will get a set. Um, but I, I do think he'll, he'll get through and, and relatively easy. <laughs> Lee, on to you. Um, for me, I'm going to do, we tried on this one, I think. I'm going to do 3-1. Don't think it will be as plain sailing. I think a few of those sets can do all the way. But just that experience on the big stage will let Darius through 3-1. Back-to-back games where all three of us have predicted the same thing. Stay well away from what we are saying. <laughs> uh, I do think Darius will win this one. 3 one on to the final game of the session and Ian White is the seeded player already in round two. He takes on Chris Landman, who beat Scotty Mitchell earlier in the week. Um not the not the best performance from, from Chris Landman, but he did enough. Um look, Ian White is one of those seeds you would have been targeting before the draw came out. Charlie, how do you see this one going? It's gonna be a good game, you know. Uh Chris Landman just 
you've got to play what's in front of you, haven't you? And he he dispatched of uh, a Scotty Doggier who wasn't at his best on the doubles. This game could could go all the way. Um, but having said that, I think Ian White and the strength that he's got um, and the experience that he's got on the big stage, I think Lamman maybe will just meet his match. I think White will get through 3-1. It's a tough one to call, though, because I'd like to see Lamman, you know, put up a good fight. Lee, for you? Uh, I think White gets it done 3-0. Um, but once then, I'd, I'd see it being one there, it will dull four or five probably every set. But I just think we'll get enough from White in this. Question Mart over then how far Ian White and though, but on this one I see him coming through three now. Uh I've got White too, but I've got three two. I think he's gonna give up opportunities. Lamman is a little bit he's not got the tightest group in, he's a little bit ropey in, in consistency. Um but yeah, I just think Ian White should have a little bit too much for him. I'm not convinced he goes much further in this tournament though. Um into the evening session. Uh, and we open up with a pretty tidy game, actually. Um, a good season for Adam Hunt, and he takes on Boris Kirchmaier. Lee, are we going to have back-to-back Boris wins? Who would have thought we'd be looking forward to having Boris on that TV on a Friday night and a Saturday night? Um, but we stay off it for the rest of the, <laughs> the tournament. I can tell you, we're not going to have back-to-back Boris wins. I think had Adam Hunt comes through, but I can see this one going all the way. Um, I think Adam Hunt just steps through it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if Boris does come through. I think my biggest surprise here would be if one of them went and won 3 0. I think it does four but, or five. I'm going to know five in this one, but Adam Hunt just comes through it. I absolutely love when we say we wouldn't be surprised in a 50 50 contest. Literally. No, I- you have two hours. No, no, I get what you mean, but like, yeah. there's literally two hours. More, 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 more the length of them, I'd be surprised. If this does like Landman and Mitchell, that's where yeah. I'd be more surprised than I would the uh, result. But yeah, uh, hundred three two. Pretty spread out in the chat room. Plenty of players going either way. Charlie, which way are you going? Yeah, I'm going 3 1. Uh, I think Hunt will beat Kirchmar. I think just. He's had a pretty decent season, you know, the consistency. Um, I think he'll bring that to the stage. And, you know, he's done all right on the stage in the last couple of years. So, you know, I'd hope that he'd, he'd get through. So I'm a big fan of, uh, of Adam Hunt, but I think he will win. I think he'll win 3-1 uh, and he'll just have a little bit too much for, for Kirchmar. You're both wrong on this one. Big, bad Boris. They're going all the way. They're just going to destroy everybody in their way. They're going to walk up to people, tell them it's the wrong day of the week, and you're just going to accept it because they are both massive. Moving on to the second game of the night and the brand new World Youth Champion Ted Evitt takes on the former uh, BDO runner-up Jim Williams, who has also assured his tour card uh, for next year. I can't remember who's going first in this one, so Lee, I'm going to pick on you again. Cheers, mate. This was one... Uh, I've done the piece on our site regarding the first round games to really look forward to. And this was one of those in there. Because of what Ted done at the uh, youth, because of how Jim Williams, probably uh, what Jim Williams done at the slam, if he was talking to me about in the first week of November, it was probably one I wasn't looking forward to. But the pair of them have found some very good form in the past uh, past month or so. <laughs> and I can see this once again on the... Though with it, you're going to have a long night on Saturday and you're going to be coming on late because I see this one going all the way as well. I just think Ted Evitz does enough and just thumbs for a free And banishes that hoodoo of losing to Fallon Sherrick as well, by the way. A little, yeah. little bit of an undertone and there. We hopefully, and, I, and this is not me saying I want people to, to boo Jim Williams. I certainly don't want that because I do like Jim Williams. But I hope... Ted Everett, that's a really, really good reception because we've seen a knock on effect that it's had to Ted losing to Fallon and the reception got that day. I didn't really agree with. However, I just hope this time that's a very good reception and we see the day between the two of them. Uh, but yeah, Ted to just come through. Again, don't expect this one to be rat attack. They will just get on and play the game, but it won't be the most rapid game in the world. Charlie, your score prediction, please. 
Yeah, ten Everts to to win. I think he'll win in a in a close game. I think three two. Um, but it would be great just to see this to go right to the final set, and you know maybe a last leg decider would be great. But I'd like ten Everts to get over that hoodoo of, of the of the Palace and, and the Fallon Sherrett loss. But I think he will um, just get through against Jim Williams. I really don't know on this one. It's a little bit of a toss up. Um... Jim Williams is a fantastic player. Ted Everts has bounced back fantastically by becoming that World Youth Champion. Um, and I think that's just going to give Ted the edge. Um, we heard from Jim Williams a couple of weeks ago now ahead of this tournament and accepting his talk on. He says he was still a little bit undecided by that. And if you're going to commit to the PDC, I think you have to really commit. And it starts by being here at this World Championship and taking it as seriously as possible. So it'd be a real good springboard to go into your pdc career with um i think ted evitt wins this one three one uh on to the penultimate game of the night um roby john rodriguez one of the two rjr boys that possibly should have won their cards at q's Corp have had fantastic years on the pro tour nonetheless as the reserves against nick kenny the man who loves to leave it until the last minute charlie yeah, this one's going to be another really good game. Um, I expect this one to be a tight game. I think if if RGR can play like we know he can and he can bring out his A game, I think he, he'll definitely he'll blow Nick Kenny away. But having said that, he's just been a bit inconsistent at times. Um, but I think he wins. I think he wins 3-1 against Nick Kenny. Um, and I'd like to see RGR go... Go get a good run at the Worlds, actually. He's, I've been impressed by him. He's maturing nicely. Um, but I hope that he brings his A game tomorrow night. Mr. Boyce? 3-0 for me. Roby, John. Uh, I just worry a little bit about Nick Kenny. Charlie <coughs> in the sense that Roby, John, is progressively getting better. So I can see him coming through that with a 3-0 against Nick Kenny. Let's not forget, Nick Kenny does have big stage experience. He's been at the lakeside a few times. Um, RJR, obviously, he's, he's been here before as well. Um, dropped off at that um, this year and that performance in the World Cup with Mensor as well. Superb from him. Yeah, I think Roby continues his ascent this year, puts himself nicely placed for next year. Um, I'm going to say 3-1 to Roby indeed, and that would be a very, very bad session. For the Welsh fans, sorry guys, um, on to the final game of the night and another player that has really enjoyed taking part in the live league throughout the year, Chaz Barstow, after winning his first round shot, gets a shot at one of the big guns, Michael Van Gerwen. Charlie, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I think MVG will win. Um, I think he'll win. I think he'll win 3-1. I was impressed by Chaz Barstow, to be fair, when I watched him against um, John Long Jr. He really impressed me. Um, and I thought the way that he got through it, um, he got through it just, he got the job done against a player that, you know, could have caused him some issues. I just don't want to see MBG get caught up in a tussle between uh, Barstow and, you know, let himself down. But if he starts slow, he starts slow. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about getting that first win over the, uh, get, getting that first win over the line. So I think, 3-1, I think Chaz will get a, a set, but I think MVG will comfortably get through. Yeah, Lee, we've seen MVG get involved in tussles at the Ali Pali before. I was there that night that Rene Idams should have sent him packing. Um, will he get involved in one here? Not for me. I think we see uh, we see performance of the first round uh, from MVG. I think Chaz Barstow will see some quality in there. Um, and this is not... Taking and this is not me having a knock at Chaz Barstow at all, but I think MVG comes 3 0 because of the level of performance. I've seen firing in, setting a bit of a marker 102, 103. Um, Chaz Barstow will get a few leads in those and maybe push to a five lead set in one of them, but I can see MVG really setting a marker uh, tomorrow night and winning it 3 0. Yeah, I, I think. The, the mentality of Barstow, he's a very, very laid-back character, and I don't think it's going to phase him if MVG does start going berserk. He's going to get up there, do his job. And actually, his interview the other night said he was just really looking forward to it. He had a massive smile on his face. The fact that he is getting a crack at Michael Van Gogh at the World Championships probably means a little bit more than any result will ever mean to Chaz Barstow at this moment. Um, so I'm going to give Chaz a set. 
Um, I think you are right. I do think MVG comes absolutely flying out of the blocks um, and then bemoans the big gap that he will have before his next round appearance. So I'm going to go 3-1 to Michael Van Gerwen to round out tomorrow evening. Gents, we are literally just about to hit the hour mark. Um, which means this is our shortest show of the week, which very much needed to be, only just, by the way, um, but it very much needs to be given the late start tonight. Thank you very much to everybody in the chat room this evening um, for getting involved in the show. Thank you very much if you're listening back via your favourite podcast provider as well. Um, a reminder, this show has been brought to you with our friends at Foil Sports and over to our social media and our website, um, for the best bets, odds, and anything else we can give you from those guys throughout the tournament. Tiz, uh, Sam Tizzle is on our TikTok as well. Uh, he'll be giving you his favorite hackers throughout the entire tournament. Um, thank you very much to you two boys for joining me once again, Lee, with God knows what you've been drinking all night. We saw that getting old, man. And Charlie with his blanket and radiator because it is absolutely freezing wherever he is. We saw that before the show started as well. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night, hopefully, after England have a better evening in the cricket as well. Yeah, Juanita, I'm looking at you. But yeah, Charlie, I just can't see it, mate. We've just ignored it for pretty much all the night and I've just bought it on myself. Um, time to go then, boys. Thank you very much for, what, uh, for being here. Chat room, thank you very much for being here. I'm going to speak to you all tomorrow night.